every song from like 83 to 88 featured this instrument. But you know where I'm going. We're going to be starting with the Joel Schumacher film Lost Boys. The saxophone. That, yes. The saxophone. <laughs> the saxophone. That's oh, that's so such a good, good pull. Yeah. Tim Capello's <laughs> I Still Believe Wet Sax. The saxophone. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, The 80s Collector Part 2 with Graham Elliott. In Part 1, Buzz in the Tower started building its fantasy collector's museum. From Lloyd Dobler's boombox to Axel Foley's jacket, our collection had a strong start. Today, we pick up where we left off. We'll continue to fill our airplane hangar with 80s movie memorabilia that would make Spielberg himself jealous. But this time, we have a little help. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me for the first time, the Swedish chef to my Hergen Flurgen de Flurgen, Graham Elliott. And with that, let's build our collection. You forget someone there, buddy? No, I don't think so. Uh, anyways, Graham, welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing amazing. How are you guys? Oh, fan you can just say guy. Max isn't really What's here going today. on? <laughs> are they fired live? <laughs> oh, oh it's exciting. Now, poor Max, poor Max. All right, I'm going to address the elephant in the room, right? We've got- I'm a fired? No, you're not fired. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you just call me an elephant? <laughs> man, I'm killing everyone today. Maybe you guys are going to boot me. Yeah, yeah. boomo. So- for our Buzz in the Tower fans, Graham Elliott, famed contestant on the programs Iron Chef, Top Chef Masters, a judge on the first six seasons of American Master Chef, and the spinoff Master Chef Junior. Graham, welcome to Buzz in the Tower. 
Thank you, guys. I am uh, honored to be here. I could I could do the the Wikipedia rundown on your fascinating and incredible life. And I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, but I know you've got some cool stuff going on, school stuff you've done in the past. Talk about yourself. Max and I typically talk about ourselves all the time and we're kind of boring. So it'll be a nice change up to have someone with a little excitement talk about themselves. <laughs> yeah. I think um, the cool thing for me is the fact that, you know, my dad was in the Navy, so I moved all over. So, you know, spending the formative eighties years in Hawaii, California, the Philippines, and then traveling to all 50 states, going to a dozen different schools, you know, it, it makes you who you are. And that also translates into the food that I do and the fact that I can kind of pull from everywhere. I wasn't born and raised in one town and and kind of having to be stuck doing that. So I think everything from, you know, music to art, cooking, skating, all those different things I view as a creative outlet as opposed to a craft. And I've carried that into yeah every every facet of life. So that's just kind of where I'm at. Aside from cooking, obviously, as we as we discussed, being a fan of all things pop culture, specifically uh, 80s. Yeah, I think a lot of people know that you're a culinary master. I don't know that everybody knows that you are an 80s retro master. So we were Max and I were intimidated. Intimidated is the right word. Yeah, I was freaked out. I saw the blue check mark when he followed us on Instagram. I was like, he has checkered vans and garbage pail kids on the first like three pictures he's in. I'm like, I think he's a real fan. Well, then we did our pre we did our pre production call with you, and Max and I were just like, well, maybe Graham could do the show without us because he seems to know about as much, if not more, about the '80s uh, than we do. So this is exciting, and that one of the things that we pride ourselves on is kind of expanding this community and meeting more and more people that are in this you know love of '80s, and yours is pretty clear. I mean, when we talked about you coming on the show, we had lots of different ideas trying to maybe even tie it back to anything related to food. But the reality is you get about as excited about 80s as we do, and if not more. So we figured this is the way to go. Yeah, it's amazing that, you know, that's the thing that ties us together, right? Just seeing you guys randomly on Instagram. It was one of those, I think, uh, suggestions. You, you know, you might like this. And I was looking at your post and I was like, oh, my God, like this is what I talk about every day. And, oh, this is great. And then I realized it was a podcast. And I went and listened to it and I'm working on my own podcast and it's touching on so many of the same things. And I was just like, ah, this is like how it's done. Right. I got to go oh, back thank and kind of edit some things. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's amazing. Like you guys know when two people meet and share that interest and can just bounce off each other. And like four hours later, you're still going down the rabbit hole. I think it's awesome when I can meet two people that do that and feel like I've known you forever and we could all just sit around and do this all the time, you know, and that that's what's great. Also with food, I've, you know, met musicians or actors and people and they are into food just as much as, you know, their fans are, are into what they do. So it, again, just brings you together and everyone wants to talk about stuff. So there's so many different interests that I think people share, you know, deep down. Well, I'm glad we're aligned uh, because that's Max and I were talking about how we're best friends with you now. So I'm glad to hear you say the same thing. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Exactly. Excellent. Excellent. And we'll be, uh, we'll be in Hawaii soon. So the guest room is, I assume waiting for us and I'll ready to go. It, it <laughs> couch, whatever. Uh, yeah. I'll sleep yeah, on the beach. I'm breaking out all my Transformers GI Joe. Oh man. So. Play on the floor, make a fort. Yeah. Max is, Max is just, Max is just happy to be here. I, I love <laughs> Yeah. Max, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited. Collector's oh, my favorite awesome. episode. Well, I think the collector, so it's funny, outside of you loving the collector's episode, of all of our episodes, this has got probably the most fan feedback of people wanting to hear another episode, doing another collector. So this worked out perfect. And I know you're a little bit of a collector yourself, so this works out perfectly to have you on for this episode. And I think you enlisted some help from, from some kin on this, correct? 
Yes. Yeah. I've got the brothers texts and uh, we go through this stuff all the time. Anyway, we have the brackets, like the final four of like, you know, comedians and movies, favorite movies from this era, you know? And uh, so, yeah, reached out to them and had about a hundred ideas for our, our memorabilia choices. So it was hard to awesome. narrow it down. So I got to ask, what's your favorite piece of memorabilia that you have right now? Oh man. You know, I have, um, a massive baseball card and, and sports memorabilia collection. But uh, one that I really love is a baseball. And I think I sent you a picture signed by both Corey's. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yes. That's awesome. And, and so that's great. I've got a Woody Allen signed ball, Michael Jackson signed baseball. Um, I think all I need is like the Bill Cosby. And <laughs> oh, I was, I was, you went through the list and I was <laughs> like, oh, are you right. bragging about this? This is terrible. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> No, that, I mean, that, yeah, that's awesome. That kind of stuff. Very cool. Very cool. So we're, I think we're ready to hop into a couple quick housekeeping items. The first of which is 80stees.com, our sponsor, Max. Max, you are wearing the Thalsa Dune shirt. This yeah. is this is fantastic. From Conan. Snakes. Yeah, from Conan. James and Earl Jones. You love imitating Welcome him. to Verizon. And I, that? he did. No, yeah. not Verizon. Verizon? AT&T. AT&T, something yeah. like that. And then I've got on a Empire Strikes Back shirt, which uh, this is going to get mileage because I'm a big Empire Strikes Back fan. And and just so you know, Graham, your Buzz in the Tower gear is in route. So I apologize you didn't have it to wear today, but uh, we will definitely get you some of our gear and we'll talk with our friends at 80s Tees at well, because I'm sure they would love to send you something. That would be great. Awesome possum. Uh, the only other thing that I have is I am obligated with my younger sister to say this, or she will divorce me as a sibling. She is a huge Graham Elliott fan and her name is Sarah. And if I didn't, <laughs> I if I didn't tell you this... And have you say, hi, Sarah, there would be no more family reunions. I wouldn't be able to say her anymore. So I, I have to fanboy out on behalf of my younger sister and say, Sarah says hi. She's a huge fan. Sarah, you are incredible. I uh, can't wait to meet you one day. Oh, and I man. Wanna, I want to sing that song, Sarah, but I'm not going to. Oh, we, we were kids. <laughs> <song>. Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> so we get in fights because let me tell you, there are not a lot of Moe's or Morris's songs out there. So it was kind of painful that she had her own song. Yeah. Alanis Morissette. <laughs> not a lot, a lot of, not a lot of them. Uh, no. Yeah. We sang ironic on one episode. Actually, we, yeah, we did. We did sing ironic, which is ironic <laughs> which, and a little bit weird. Which one of you sings, sings monotone? Where it's like that's, that, that, that's max yeah, no. yeah. yeah. that's why i kept it quiet 100 percent tone yeah. <laughs> like i never consider myself to be that good of a singer I'm, I'm decent at karaoke but man being with max i just feel like enrico palazzo like yeah. it's amazing i'm bad <laughs> Other talents, all right? Lots of other talents. So as we hop into this, uh, Max, it's funny, actually, Graham, you got a taste of my horrible rules, because I'm sure you had like thousands of uh, options and you had to whittle them down to four, and that's your first taste of my terrible rules that Max always makes fun Boo. of. So I know, I know. So today, you being the guest, you're going to go first. You're going to list an item from an 80s movie that you want to put in our memorabilia collection. It'll go from you to Max to me, and then back to you, and we'll do that four rounds of those for our collection. A cool thing we did this time is because we we didn't want to have the same items. We each independently submitted our list to Max's sister, Katie. Thank you, Katie, for being of assistance. Shout out, Katie. So we don't have any idea what is on each other's lists, and we don't have crossover. So this should be clean, good, and ready to go. Gentlemen, before I start the races, am I forgetting anything? No, let's do it. Um, so again, it goes from me to Max. Yep. Yep. To me and to then you. back to you. It's like, from God to Jerry to you to the cleaners. <laughs> That's fantastic. Got it. You got it. You're on. All right. 
Graham, I'm not going to make uh, myself or Max or our hundreds of millions of fans wait any longer. <laughs> I was like, hundreds? Hundreds. No, I, I yeah. jumped it to millions. Kick us off. What is the first item that you're throwing in this? We, we moved it to an airplane hanger because we realized some of the items we were getting were a little bit larger, but... Airplane hangar seems to be the, yeah. the going rate. Yeah, there you go. All right. Or Superman Fortress of Solitude. There you go, right? That'd be fun. That'd be cool. There you go. What? So for my my thing was, you know, there's so many low-hanging fruits, right? Talking about big items. There's, uh, you know, the DeLorean, There, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's too much of a gimme. So for my first one, I was thinking, okay, what's this reference that, you know, in the kitchen, we're always laughing about somehow. Whoever gets to the kitchen first gets to be the DJ for the day. So... It's like an incentive to get there quick so you don't have to listen to like a lot of Grateful Dead or just really horrible <laughs> stuff. But um, my dad's gonna be so mad. Any, <laughs> so, so this is, I don't know why this is just something like whenever like you know a certain instrument comes on, we all we all laugh at it because you know every song from like 83 to 88 featured this instrument, but. You know where I'm going. We're going to be starting with the Joel Schumacher film Lost Boys. The saxophone. That, yes. The saxophone. <laughs> the saxophone. That's oh, that's so such a good, good pull. Yeah. You just made yeah. Max's entire world unbelievable. He's so oiled so, up. <laughs> Tim Capello's I Still Believe Wet Sax. The saxophone. That's so Absolutely. good. Oh, my God. So. So we did, what do you think? We, that's, that's an awesome pick. We did a, uh, a guest spot on a horror podcast called horror soup and, uh, it was a blast and we love the host Caleb. Yeah. Caleb's fantastic. And he, he hates lost boys and <laughs> it's so funny. Max and I, it was like, we let the air out of the balloon when he said that we were on there and, and we were both like, Whoa, what, what do you mean? You hate lost boys <laughs> yeah, for the saxophone alone. Yeah. You gotta right, love it. Right now. Do you get the purple matching spandex pants and the coconut oil and like the hair too, when you get it? No, or? but you do, you do get the chain. Okay. You get the chain with. So, you know, a couple notes. We're, we're talking Jason Patrick, both Corys, yep. Alex Winter, and Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, I mean, this this is like just a absolute like a sauce that's been reduced to its essence. Of, oh of the 80s. It's pure, so, pure 80s. <laughs> and a, a couple notes, because I know you guys always do this. Okay, so Tim Capella, we know that he's like the greasiest, most slick back, <laughs> you know, type of dude in a movie. And uh, he was also a backup musician for tina turner in the 80s and in the late 70s playing music he uh was addicted to heroin he quit cold turkey and then began bodybuilding oh no kidding and, that's uh, why he's so rich. his yeah. music his music is featured on the mad max uh beyond thunderdome soundtrack he was also on miami vice and the equalizer oh my gosh Dude, rules. So, yeah absolutely rules so now the question is, does this sit in a glass case or since we're all three of us sharing this hanger, do we have to get saxophone lessons? Cause I played saxophone in seventh grade. This is one of those things where it's like, you got to drive the Ferrari, right? Yeah, you, right? you have to play, you the, sax play the saxophone. Sax right. You have right. to learn a song. No question. Yeah. At least the song but, from the movie, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And just so you know, the song is, I still believe called. <laughs> I still believe. It's like the only line in the whole song. That's and then he amazing. just like starts making out with the sax. And, oh uh, yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah, I think you have to play it, but I feel as that Ferrari reference, it's going to be like when Ferris plays the clarinet at the beginning. <laughs> Never it's took one lesson. Never took one lesson. <laughs> yes, that's my, that's my playing the sax. Oh, Graham, you killed it. You yep. killed it. We can keep you on the show now. And we yep. got to play the Billy Hicks uh, St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's too. another sax. God, there's oh, a lot of sax good. in the 80s. I almost picked that. I almost <laughs> that's picked what that. I'm saying. Every song had that, like the sax solo, you know, in uh, 
Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen and Dirty Dancing could be the wettest sax solo ever. Oh, wait, you know what else so we could do? If we learn how to play sax, then we can also do all the sax playing from Lethal Weapon. Oh, that's good stuff. Ah, nice. All right, last comment. Yep. Wikipedia, this is what it says about <laughs> Mr. Capello. <laughs> he is notable for his muscular physique, his sexually provocative movements during his performances, and for his tendency to perform shirtless with his skin oiled and his hair in a ponytail. It's the most accurate Wikipedia I've ever seen. Yeah, there's a Funko Pop ever. of him. That's incredible. Have you seen that? <laughs> I've not. I've yeah. not. That's yeah. great. All right, Graham. Well, I would hate to have to follow that. I wonder what the strategic <laughs> genius was who made sure. See, I'm fo- I follow Max each time. I'm golden. Don't worry about it. All, all, all yours, buddy. Have at it, Max. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> no, no, this one's fire. I'm really happy with this. Max one. is super, like, I got a lot of text messages all this week, Graham, about this list. Max is very fired up. He thinks he crushed it. So I want something cool. I want something vengeance-based. Give me the 1958 Plymouth Fury two-door hardtop. Christine. Oh, nice. John Carpenter's. Ooh, nice. Oh, my God. Nice. This car is the coolest car on the face of the earth. Ever. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. So there's only 5,300 of them made. <laughs> Of course, you know. 5,303. And it's difficult to find. It only came in sandstone white and buckskin beige interior. So, like, they made it. (laughs) So, hold on. Let me back up. The movie first. I mean, if no one's ever seen it, Nerdish Boy buys a strange car with an evil mind of its own. And it has a nature that starts to change him. Yeah. Stephen King novel. Yeah. 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 And it's my kind of horror movie. It's It wasn't going to be rated R because it wasn't violent enough. So, they put a bunch of F-bombs in it. Mm -hmm. So, it would be, actually. Sure. But, I don't know. I feel like... Arnie Cunningham, I am that guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's nerdy. He talks fast. His friends are cooler than him. And when he says, like, I know I can't fix myself because I'm ugly, but I know I can fix this car up. I was like, that. I I get that. (laughs) Except except you literally couldn't take tire pressure readings from your car, let alone fix one up. My my girlfriend showed me how to do it. I know. I know. So, wow. Yeah. Um, so do you go with the possessed Christine? Yes. Or like the early Christine that's just be- a beautiful car? No, no, no. I want if Mo's mean to me on a podcast. He's sending the car after yeah, me. Yeah. It's coming to run him down. This is this keeps this keeps <laughs> or, me or, in or, check. It's a defense protocol. <laughs> yeah. Or just when you're feeling really lonely and need someone to love you, you just go sit in that car. Yeah. It plays the right radio songs for me. That lot. is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And also when it comes back to life, you know that they use 24 cars in this. He bought 24 cars in the Southern California area. Mm-hmm. Destroyed 17. There's only two left. One sold at auction in 2004 for $167,000. Oh, that's attainable. Yeah. That's it's totally doable. Yeah. yeah. All right. And also Keith Gordon's fantastic. Yeah. As Arnie. Oh, yeah. You know, he's a director now. He does Dexter, Legion. Oh, no. Uh, he that. did The Leftovers. He's a Better Call Saul. Are you a, are you a Dexter guy, Graham? Are you fired up about the new Dexter I coming back? I have never, ever seen an episode of Dexter. Oh, it's... <laughs> I'm not you gonna, ask everyone that. I know, but I'm not going to get it because Max and I have strongly differing opinions on the last season's plural. But yes. I, I, everybody talks about how it's the worst finale in the world. So uh, just watch the first four seasons. Know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch every episode except that one. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. You'll you'll remain happy about it. Well, I have to tell you, I didn't think you were going to be having as strong of a pick. That's a strong pick. That's good. All right, guys. Well, here we go then. Uh, I am going to pick a weapon. A weapon that any man needs to protect himself nowadays. <laughs> From a little movie called Crawl, 1983, The Glaive. That's incredible. So, <laughs> yeah. This movie is incredible. So, I'll just briefly talk on the movie. Director was Peter Yates. 
this had a 27 to $30 million roughly budget, which by the way, is a huge budget for the time. Like, especially for a fantasy film. Yeah. Flash Gordon was, was the highest costing movie at 35 million in 1980. But the only problem is this movie did not fend very well. No, (laughs) no, it has a a huge cult following, right? But it didn't do well. It's also, it was an early adopter of the tie-in. So there was a video game that came out at the same time for the Atari 2600, which did much better than the movie did. Weird, funny things that I, I like about this movie outside of the actors, which most people wouldn't know any of the names of the actors with the exception of two actors that went on to have some interesting careers. So Liam Neeson. Yeah. With his eight wives, right? Yep. As Keegan. (laughs) And then Robbie Coltrane, who is the man in the bathroom in European vacation when Ellen Griswold is trying to take a bath and she has her face covered and there's that guy that goes in there and it's not her husband. Yeah. And the ticket seller in Let It Ride with Richard Dreyfuss, which I love Let It Ride. No idea. No idea. (laughs) Great movie. More importantly, you will know him. Hagrid from Harry Potter. No way. That's yeah. That's the same guy. Wow. That's the exact same guy all the way back to crawl. Full circle. Uh, exactly. You, so you can do a whole episode on the most random people that have somehow crossed over into so many different movies. Oh my God. Their starts and their finishes. I mean, just in everything in between, yeah. it's incredible. So <laughs> I could dive into an hour about this movie, but the high level is a prince and a princess are going to get married and the spirit with these I don't even know what the hell they're called. Bug thing. Yeah, they're they're like weird bug monsters come down. They steal the woman and this very Obi-Wan Kenobi-ish old man character takes the Prince Kowlin on an adventure to save his wife. But in order to save his soon-to-be wife, I should say, he first needs the weapon. And the weapon, my friend, is the glaive. Let me also tell you why I want the glaive. Are either of you big South Park fans? Yeah, I've seen every episode. I haven't seen every episode, but I, I love those guys. The South Park Fantastic Easter Special which is where they they discover that Easter is not just about rabbits for no reason. It's because St. Peter was actually a rabbit. This is like an absurd South Park episode. At the very end of the episode, Jesus comes back to save the day and attacks the Catholic church, which is trying to kill this rabbit. Of course. He takes out the glaive and uses that as his weapon. I was watching that and I'm like, there's no way anybody else in the world knows what this is except me. It was like my special deep cut moment where I actually had some idea what was going on. One other very small fact, and then I'll shut up about crawl, which you know I could talk about crawl forever the death scene for liam neeson so remember in uh phantom menace liam neeson played quagon jin quagon jin duel the fates best song yeah incredible song (laughs) keegan's death scene if you put it next to quagon's death scene yeah is almost the exact same really the way he dies that he's being held and i mean obviously he's being held by obi-wan kenobi in uh in this um, in the Phantom Menace, but the way they die, it's seen seen to seen next to each other. It looked like it was a tip of the hat to the movie. You think they did that? I have no. A crawl lives on, Max. That's all you need to know. Are you a crawl fan, Grammar? I I am. I'm just I'm trying to think how incredible it would have been if somehow they used the glaive in Phantom Menace. Like oh. if he pulled it out of the back oh, part of his robe. Yeah. If anyone would get that. Well, they were supposed to make a sequel, but because it bombed so bad at the box office, it never got greenlit. But that's my that's my first collector's item for the day, boys. I'm putting the glaive in the in the hanger. I would have taken that, the Cyclops. That's awesome. Well, it's a Cyclops. You can't have a- His mask. Oh, his mask. I was like, yeah. you can't take like a human being as a collection. That's Says you. super weird. <laughs> well, do you remember that every single one of us, the thing that bonded us together was we all wanted to be a ninja from like 84 to 87. Yep. And I feel like that movie, like the director, somebody was like, all right, you know what? We need a ninja star. We need a throwing star. I got it. Let's just make the biggest one. <laughs> like, let's, That's what we're doing. With knives that come out of it and you expand and you can control it. Oh, it's the best. After you watch that movie, do you not just reach out to things and try to like make them move? I made I made my wife, we were dating at the time, watch this movie, and it was the, it was when she realized that like we'll never have anything in common with television. It's a risky I, like, move. That was a huge risky move. <laughs> she was like, "This is the worst movie I've ever um, seen." I was like, "You get away from me right now." 
<laughs> All right. Real that is side side story. I'm eating at one of like the finest dining restaurants in DC, and a couple tables over is Trey and Matt. And they're That's wearing awesome. like flip flops and shorts, sure. and like the only ones not dressed up. And like the Mater D comes over and we talk about how they're over there. And he's like, I can't, you know, he's saying it in his accent, but like, I can't tell them they need to change or put on a coat because I know in next week's episode, they'll be like a really snotty. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Like, yeah. Oh, that's so fear. That's the, that's the kind of fear you live in with me, isn't it? I would do that. I would go up to him and cause a scene and hopefully it would inspire a South Park character. You'd love, Oh, if ski, uh, I can't Max always gets mad. I almost say the name of the bar and he's like, don't say the name of the bar on the podcast, but that would be amazing if yeah. he made it onto South Park. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, that's round one of four rounds and we are back to Graham for uh, his second episode bat on the collector item all right so i used to sing and play guitar in a band we always say all chefs are failed rock stars right we want to perform <laughs> we want everyone to love us we think we're artists so i feel this could be one of the greatest comedies of all time not just the 80s and um i think that you guys might know where i'm going here it's a it's a medical procedure uh, aside from being a great movie and we're talking Rob Reiner's debut. This is final tap. I'm going with the amp that the goes, amp to, that 11. goes to 11. Oh, oh man, that's, so that's a, such a good pick. <laughs> I can't believe we yeah. didn't think of that in the first one. Yeah. I did not, yeah, I did so, not pick up with what you were at all. And when he was saying electric guitar, I was thinking, is he going with Bill and Ted's guitar that got brought back from, Oh, uh, that would have been good. Too. Yeah. I, I think yeah, three amigos, yeah, the guitar too. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Nigel Tufnell, is Marshall Amp, uh, obviously played by Christopher Guest. Yes. And the the beautiful part, if people don't know, is all amps go to 10. And the idea was that this knob goes to 11. And then, you know, Marty, the director of this, you know, mockumentary says, why wouldn't you just make 10 louder? And he just looks at him and says, uh, this one goes to 11. Like he just doesn't understand it's the same thing. So uh, I feel that that's beautiful. And one of the coolest side notes, after seeing this film, Eddie Van Halen went and had a custom amp that goes to 11 made. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Fantastic. That's, that's the right amazing. person for that. That's the right person. Oh, totally. Yeah. So are you, if you, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but um, I'm sure you have because I feel like you've either liked or commented on it. But Lori Tucker, who is the model who is in the Hot for Teacher video for Van Halen. Have you seen her? She's on Instagram. I, I haven't seen her on Instagram, but I've clearly seen that video numerous times. So she is a she's a huge fan of the show. We actually like communicate with her. She helped connect oh. us with Patrick Warburton, who we did some help with his uh, charity for. She's the nicest woman in the world. We'll have to connect the two of you because I know being a collector, she has some amazing Van Halen stuff from like the time that she worked on there. She also was on a couple episodes of Airwolf. Yeah, uh, 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 did I say Wolf or Wolf? I, was I always say it wrong. I always you can say have her pose in front of the eleven. Eh? There you go. There we yeah. Go. There you yeah. go. Perfect. Well, that yeah. Max, I again, I, I hate to say it, but your turn. Come on, Max, ah. smell the glove. Get in there. <laughs> oh man, well this is an easy one. So guys, do you want to play a game? The computer? Yeah. Oh. Give me the Whopper computer. War operations, planned response, computer, war games. That's a wow. Good one. <laughs> so that's phenomenal. That's a really good one. Thank you. So it is. That's why you need the 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 hanger now. Yeah, it's, it's getting bigger. So it's huge. I'm slightly <laughs> disappointed. It's not a real computer. 
It's just made of wood and painted with a metal finish, and they put an Apple II computer inside it to like just do the boops and beeps. That's kind of like the last Starfighter. The actual video game itself didn't exist, but then they kind of retroed a game to kind of fit in it. So same thing. Yeah. So I feel like this was the definition of the beginning of computer hackers. Like you don't have Weird Science, Ferris Bueller, Mr. Robot, Swordfish, the CSI shows, the net, the Matrix. Revenge of the Nerds yeah, when, yeah. when he's flirting with her via computer. Um, excuse me, Cloak and Dagger. Oh, oh Cloak yeah, and Dagger, yeah. the best, the best. <laughs> or, oh, pretty, Jesus. or Pretty in Pink when Blaine's hacking into the computer. Yeah. This started it. David Lightman started it <laughs> It takes it all. 20 minutes for the picture to come up. <laughs> I always wonder how he did that. I'm like, Blaine, you son of a gun. <laughs> the influence of this movie is crazy. Like, the largest hacker convention in the world is called DEF CON, and it's an homage to this movie. Even Congress, when they enacted a fraud and abuse of computers act in 1984 they showed a four minute clip of war games are you kidding yeah they're wow. like this is really happening and also Alex I mean, Sheedy, honestly i was gonna i was gonna say how ahead of its time is that movie oh I my mean, god really when he's calling in and then the phone calls back beeping and he knows he's being tracked and th- this is like nearing 40 years ago you know what yeah. i mean like oh, yeah eight year, you know, 10 years before anyone was really getting on the internet, just going back and watching it. It's, it's a phenomenal movie. So uh, aside from the fact that you got Dabney Coleman, who just came off a of nine to five and doubled down on being like the jerky actor. Right. Yeah. You, right. Got, a, you got a face like that. You're going to do that. Stuff. It's, it's funny. I don't know if you've been watching all the stuff about like the government releasing information about these UFO sightings, but I feel like in 10 years, yeah. we're going to be talking about Will Smith and independence day and be like, Oh, it was so ahead of its time. <laughs> the, the government absolutely <laughs> knew what was going on. But this movie, I feel like it should be remade every 10 years. Yeah. Just why not? It's just government conspiracy. You pick a different Russia. You know what I mean? You're fine. Or stick with Russia. (laughs) Yeah, Russia works. We can do Rocky 4, Rambo 3, and War (laughs) Games. Perfect. (laughs) It's like if Homeland was good. This is like what what that show could be. (laughs) The first season's good. Okay, the first season's good. Then it goes bananas. Nerve struck. (laughs) Nerve struck. Oh, that's a solid pick, Max. And also Ali Sheedy can come over and play with my dog. Yeah. Ali Sheedy's pretty amazing. She's great in that. She's, She's like so literally good. The, the girlfriend everyone wishes they had. Right. Yeah. Right. Just well, friendly, supportive, little bit of a bad yep. girl. <laughs> we're willing to break the rules with the government. Solid I, pick. I got. I have no complaints so far. You're holding. You're carrying your weight. Your spot. Your, your, we're on. We're on Survivor basically. <laughs> Every pick is just me evaluating whether or not Graham should take your place. Do you know it was based on a real life hacker too? <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, Max is even Scott Lewis. This is the best when Max just ignores no, me. me. No, that's no, good. Go ahead. You got me nervous. No, so you're I have to pull my weight. weight. I have to pull my weight. <laughs> First cinematic reference to a firewall too. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. That's why you keep me around. Uh, all right. All right. The, cut, the two guys cut. that he goes and asks for help are great. Oh the yeah. One that's like that looks like an extra from Revenge of the Nerd. <laughs> yeah. One of them looks like awesome. Woz- Wozanowski or whatever his name is. The guy Wozniak. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Wozanowski. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. That's good. I knew what you meant. That's all that mattered. Yeah. I think you guys are going to love mine. This is, this is, I, I tried to order these with like my favorite being the last one, but this one, me too. This one's, I really like this one a lot. I want, I want Lewis Winthorpe's watch that he tried to hawk after he lost his mind and decided he needed to buy a gun. The. <laughs> From trading from so trading obscure. places, it's so obscure. It is uh, it is the <laughs> rush for cold, the thinnest water resistant watch in the world. Singularly unique, sculptured in design, handcrafted in Switzerland, and water resistant to three atmospheres. Max, this is the sports watch of the eighties. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> this is really good. And Graham, just so you know, sixty nine hundred fifty five dollars retail. And uh, look, it can tell time simultaneously in Monte Carlo, Beverly Hills, London, Paris, Rome, and Schott. So this is this is great. Apparently in Philadelphia, only worth fifty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and wasn't it Bo Diddley that was telling him he couldn't? Yes, sir. Yeah. Gonna, yes, gonna sir. It was <laughs> absolutely. So wow. The the best part about this, uh, first of all, Trading Places is probably one of my favorite comedies of all time. Like it's it's, it's just top 10, it's absolutely. it's really really good, right? Yeah. The whole idea, the the character arc of Winthorpe and then Billy Ray Valentine, Mortimer. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, they're the best, right? How Dukes. can how can you not love the Duke brothers? You got Ralph Bellamy and Don Amici killing it as Mortimer and Randolph Duke. Jamie Lee Curtis, so good. Ophelia, Ophelia. amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, she was great. I'm from Sweden. So this watch, some company as like an April Fool's joke, like made this watch. It wasn't even like they put it out there. They said that it was selling for 26. I've spent days trying to find this watch. It doesn't exist. And I read some article that was like directors would sometimes take the watch they're wearing for a scene and just throw it in there. But I'm putting this out there. This watch has to exist. Maybe not called this, but I want the watch that was on his wrist in this movie. Someone find out where it is. It's there. That's what I want in my memorabilia collection. That is wild. Mo, two Two points that I want to bring up. One, on the Brothers thread, Eddie Murphy's shopping cart was brought up that as one of the items yep. from, from, from this movie. So his shopping cart other, or the thing that he's rolling on? Yeah, I think, I think the thing he's rolling <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, that's it. okay. and then the I can second, walk. <laughs> the second is another Dan Aykroyd watch moment from Spies Like Us, the Russians watch. Oh, that's right. Movie recognizes remember that yeah yeah, yeah totally well, they have to take a pee oh that's so funny yeah. see they're allowed to pee wow. you just can't pee so trading places i go the dollar i go the mortimer the duke's dollar ah, i don't frame know. that no come on yeah uh, maybe maybe that's not bad that's not bad but the watch the watch i mean that's that's no, where, you're right the watch has a great backstory he yeah. gets a great he, story with that yeah right after the 50 dollars gets designated he's like how much is that gun i mean like that's the turn <laughs> it's the turn it's when when thorpe throws the towel in on sanity yeah. when he's in that pawn shop no, you, the, do the, you know the, the turning point of the smoked salmon when he's eating no the no no he's already so gone so you know do you know the you, you remember what the scene is right before he goes to the pawn shop i'll give you a clue you ready Zeta Kai, Zeta Kai, Zeta Kai, my friend. It's the club scene, right? It's yeah. He goes to his club, which like so. Graham, I know I've told Max this a thousand times. I grew up in a very affluent neighborhood with a lot of people with a lot of money, but I was like single mom family, so it was great to get the exposure and be in a safe place. But it was a little bit off putting. I was kind of the the Danny Larusso, right, Uh, of where I grew up. (laughs) Really, a little bit. Not, Not, I mean, all my friends were kind of the same. We were the wrong side of the tracks, but these tracks were like gold-plated. It's not like I grew up in yeah. poverty by any means. I hate this bike. I hate this bike. <laughs> <laughs> <Trusted> in diamonds. <laughs> I just want to go home. I just want to go home. Um, but the reason I bring this up is because when whenever I would try to make fun of someone who was like a little bit highbrow, fancy, wealthy ladies that I grew up with, I would always, if someone said something obnoxious, like, you know, I can't believe that I didn't get leather interior in my new car, I would look at them and go, and she stepped on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that really it should have been buckskin oh absolutely that's, the, that's what it should have been instead, absolutely instead of the leather um okay for extra points mo zeta Phi, in that song they also reference his winthorpe's girlfriend's name what is it rhymes with that <sighs> constance fry yeah constance fry oh, wow. anytime you'd call there you go it took wow. me a minute i had to think about wow. it 
On the spot. That's woo, impressive. Woo, yeah. woo. That's what I feel like when I say facts. Yeah, How's I know. Feel? Well, you're usually the fact master, but I will tell you when it comes to, when it comes to trading places, yeah. like I don't mess around. Like yeah. this, this movie goes back. This well, is or, in my heart. The orange juice trade. Do you know how much they made? No, so yeah. I don't. And so this is the other thing too, Graham. Like I we still don't get it. Max and I joke about this all the time. Like you want to talk about how like dumb and uneducated we are. I cannot for the life of me understand how stocks work, how the stock market works. <laughs> stocks. Yeah. Stocks. Anything like, you know. Buy, sell, buy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, with that. Why don't we pause? We're about halfway through our four rounds. Now's a great time for a commercial break. Let's do it. Let's do our ads. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, True. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. <laughs> Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man, and I need this kind of stuff. It works. is It's it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley and Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. All right, that was another fantastic ad by our sponsors, and we are halfway through and back to our friend, Graham Elliott. What do you got for your third addition to the collector's warehouse? All right, so this one, near and dear to my heart, literally as this is where this item would be found. And uh, this is a movie that we all reference if we have to pick our, our top, you know, three to five movies that, that touched us at this age. Inscribed with the words, do what you wish. The wearer's wishes come true at the expense of losing their memories. And whoever wears this becomes the childlike empress's representative. Oh, man. Of course, I'm talking about the Aaron from The NeverEnding Story. Turn around. Yeah. <laughs> get the NeverEnding Story. story. <laughs> Incredible. And Falcor, who was also voiced by the man that did Starscream and Cobra Commander. Yes, that's fantastic. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. Um, we so uh, we yeah. have an affinity for this film. This is this is up there. This is one of our favorites. Oh yeah. I almost took Falcor. Yeah. Yeah. Falcor would have been pretty big to put in there, but yeah. We have an airplane hanger. We do have an airplane <laughs> hanger. So when I mean what do you think you gotta feed Falcor? To like to upkeep that live children, <laughs> dead horses for breakfast. No, our tax. Our tax. Give them our tax. It's too soon. It's too yeah. soon. Ah, can't that joke. Is one of the worst scenes of any movie in in child. Oh, just yeah. destroyer of childhoods. You I stupid mean, stupid horse. Yeah. Like, how about how about at the very beginning? Can we talk about the breakfast that the dad is making, which consists of orange juice <laughs> and an egg. <laughs> like that's he starts off. He's he's being horrible to his son, yep. and he's making breakfast, which apparently that was a thing back it was. in the eighties. 
before right? salmonella. Yeah, before people knew about salmonella. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh my God, that's a yeah, really good Yeah, I mean, one. let's start, yeah, the beginning of that movie. Really dark uh, dining room, you know, kitchen. Dad, very distant, makes some food. Kid goes outside, gets picked on, thrown in a dumpster. And I was just like, well, this is like every Tuesday. Like this is this is just my this movie speaks to me. Oh, he's got one friend that's an old man that kind of yells at him. Done. Done. That's me. I'm in. I'm so, in. Oh, he likes to read yeah, books. The, two snakes intertwine, biting each other's tails as a necklace. Uh, this is something that if I had chest hair, I would wear with an open shirt, right? But I, I, that's this is just like beaming with pride. Beaming with pride. You could find. Oh, and that's here's solid. my favorite thing. I went to see if I could purchase one. And of course, Amazon has it. And under the description, quote, straight out of Fantasia, this foreign pendant is a must-have for girlfriends, your precious childlike empresses, your purple buffalo hunting warrior friends. Oh, that's so good. Children prone to being bullied or for the nostalgic collector. Or oh, yeah. the or. <laughs> there you go. Do you know who has original in their office? Oh, God, who? It's going to blow your mind. Steven Spielberg. Oh, that's right. We did of know course. that. You told me that before. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I said in the intro, I made the joke that it would even make Steven Spielberg jealous. And the reason is because like he, he stole it from him. He <laughs> is. I know he is a collector. He is a serious collector. Okay. Weird thing about Steven Spielberg. I don't know why I always figured probably because this is all it's ever talked about is that actors and actresses have so much money, right? Oh, their net worth is this. They make this much per film. I somehow saw Spielberg's net worth $6 billion. Oh my billion. God. <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought maybe a couple hundred million, you know, he's a producer, he's six billion dollars. So, but, yeah, he can afford any piece of memorabilia he wants. But that's the thing with the thing with Spielberg and, and obviously his success on the films that he's intimately involved with is huge. But he's producing and has his hands in so many other films that he's showing up maybe for 15 minutes and putting his, yeah, just throwing yep. a little bit of his magic on it and then taking off and he's raking in money from all that as well. Did he do Willow too or is that yeah. George Lucas? Lucas was Willow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I read most expensive film ever outside of the U.S., $25 million budget, $100 million in the box office. Yeah, it's a great movie. And then uh, it's still to this day, I mean, uh, Stranger Things. They did yeah. the reference to the song in Stranger Things, which is great. I, I love this movie. The Rock That's Rider, a great all that stuff. Uh -huh. You know, there's a museum in Munich Good where one. you can ride the actual Falcor and you can uh, see Mora the uh, turtle and all that stuff. I can't too. believe you haven't gone there yet. Germany? No, not, uh, yet. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I, I see the 2022 summer buzz in the tower cruise ship agenda coming together. Oh, that sounds cruise. good. That's we great. Even about that. Yeah, that's a, idea bubble. That's awesome. Well, we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. That's enough said right there. Yeah. It'll be the never-ending story. There you go. Uh, I get to be never-ending cruise. Yeah. Oh God. You get to be a trade. I won't, even, I won't even say after what happened with COVID and people getting on cruises. I'll never <laughs> say never-ending cruise because there were a couple actual never-ending cruises. Yeah. Solid pick. Moving to you, Max. What do you got? So I'm glad we have an airplane hanger because this one is gigantic. Is it the airplane from airplane? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they show the exterior of the plane ever, do they? Yeah. Okay, they do. The yeah. inflatable pilot. Oh yeah. Oh, that's auto. Auto. auto? That's yeah. a really good one. <laughs> Isn't that a great name? Like they just did. It. Yeah. Oh my god. I love that they had all serious actors in that movie. You, you focus right now. Sorry. You're sorry, all over the sorry. map. Okay. <laughs> this one's exciting, but it's all over the place. I want the Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> And Are you kidding me? Now there's six iterations of it. You know, baby one. Yeah. Kind of. You want them all? No, I want the big one. I want the 13. Famous Seymour. <laughs> Believe it, baby. Yeah. Oh. So 
First of all, this is the only movie that Bill Murray and Steve Martin were in together ever. Doesn't that blow your mind? Wow, Interesting. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I immediately and that could be like the best comedic duo like part. Yeah, right? the, the evil yeah. dentist and the patient that loves it. Yeah. yeah, and there was no script for that. They just went for it. Sure, that yeah. sounds like oh. it. <laughs> yeah. So give me the 13 foot tall fly trap alien plant, and it's made. I mean, first of all, the movie. If no one's seen it before, it's based on a play. A nerdy florist finds his chance for success and romance with the help of a giant man-eating plant alien who demands to be fed. What a bizarre <laughs> movie. Like, this shouldn't have worked. It's in the Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of cult, cult favorite. classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the first song that got nominated for an Oscar that had a swear in it. Really? Yeah, isn't that cool? I did not know that. So, I mean, you're a Jim wow. Henson. Yeah, you're a Jim Henson guy. A little bit. Yeah, so Jim Henson's son worked on the puppeteer. Brian Henson. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did, for the 13-foot tall one, they had 51 puppeteers yep. doing it at a time. So it looks so real when the plant, when Audrey 2 was talking, because film usually gets shot at 24 frames per second. But they did it at 12 frames per second and sped it up later. So Rick Moranis is like kind of lipping slower words so they can speed it up later. Oh, okay. That's I didn't why know. it looks so cool. realistic. I don't know. It's just cool. It's funny. It's not. I, I, give, yeah. I give you props on this. That's yeah. not the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Levi Stubbs voice. I can like voice it over and move the mouth. I'll never. I'll never get out of my head. The feed me Seymour. <laughs> feed me all night long. <laughs> Do you know who was considered for the voice too? Who? Eddie Murphy. Uh, I was gonna say Bobcat Goldwith. And uh, actually, Bobcat. <laughs> that would have been really good. <laughs> and also, they won Rodney Dangerfield. Feed me, Seymour. I get no respect. No respect. <laughs> Just the no time. Feeds me. Yeah, the the time and effort that it took to make this movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's very fun. Yeah. And you know the end was going to be that uh, the Audrey 2 took over the entire planet and like killed everybody. That's how the play ends. Mm-hmm. And they tested it. Everyone hated everybody it. Everybody hated it. Yeah. <laughs> God, so many movies get changed by testing. And Frank Oz, your boy, yeah. uh, directed this too. I know. Trust me. I think the, the dentist scene and the singing and Bill Murray and that uh, just stand out. They're incredible. Yeah, and Steve Martin gets to be a jerk too, which is fun. He's never really a jerk. Uh, uh, the jerk. The jerk. The jerk. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not just the jerk. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Uh, yeah, yeah I that's saw true. That about a week ago. Phenomenal. Yeah. The, the, the leg whipping scene could be one of the funniest of scenes <laughs> ever. Funniest scenes ever. In general, his, his performance as Ruprick is just incredible to me. Like he, everything from, I need to use the bathroom or may I use the bathroom? <laughs> Thank you. Him and Michael Caine are Michael Caine. You always have to do that. I Michael love saying Kine. Michael Caine. That's a good one. Max, you're doing well. You got your seat has not been vacated yet. Surprised. You're doing wonderful. I'm not surprised. This is my sweet spot this episode. All right, all right. You're going to like this one a lot. You both are going to like this one a lot. I am, uh, so I'm a big Jim Henson anything fan and there are a few people that even if they weren't directly from the Jim Henson tree, they're influenced by him. So I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Tim Burton, one of his first gigs is he was doing puppeteer work with Jim Henson I didn't know well that. before he became, there's, there's an element to his work that feels very dark side. Cause remember Jim Henson himself, when he did his own movies, it was a little bit darker labyrinth, dark crystal. Yeah. So I'm going Beetlejuice. I want the fictional village of winter river, Connecticut, the model, the entire model of the town. That's what I want more than anything. That's really good. Does it come with the fly? Yes, it yeah. comes with the fly and yes. it comes with the adult the <laughs> entertainment, Beetlejuice Hotel. the Beetlejuice no. Hotel, I can't yeah. even say it, the yeah. adult establishment. Yes. So the beginning of Beetlejuice, if you go back and watch it, the full intro, they're doing kind of like the helicopter shot panning through the town and then it goes to the model. That's the, the whole thing's the model. It's not, it, 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 they're literally doing the entire model shot. And then when they go back, and they're working on the actual model after they passed away. If you look closely, Adam Maitland, he's working on the bridge, and there's a little hole in the bridge where they popped out uh, through their car and died. Oh, that's cool. Little, little details yeah. like that. I love this movie. I love this movie. I want it. I got nothing else. That movie's else. great, and I actually was thinking about the handbook for the recently deceased. Oh, 
that is good. That would yeah, be good. That's too. really good. I would have done the dining yeah, room I table. Love that movie. You know, there I, I've been hearing. I know. I've been hearing forever. Don't brush me off. I'm that's brushing good, you off. That's a good pick. No, because the dining room table. <laughs> it's so weird. Have you seen it? It's like 12 feet yeah, long. I, and made I, I like could see granite. you going. I could see you going for Delia's artwork. That would have been kind of cool. Her like statues and everything. Uh, that's a good one. That would have been a good emo. one. Or Beetleju- Beetlejuice's suit. Yeah, Beetlejuice's that. suit would have been good. Yeah, they're they've been talking about they're making apparently Michael Keaton signed on and they're making a sequel. Shut up. So I mean, I, I've been hearing about it wow. forever. I think they've got everyone coming back from Gina Davis to Alec Baldwin. Michael Keaton was only in seven minutes of the original Beetlejuice. Fourteen point five minutes. Close. Seven minutes. Fourteen point five. Like I said, and we never did. <laughs> really? It was a fourteen point five. Yeah. All right. Well, I believe Max. I don't. I Max knows these numbers, but either way, <laughs> yeah, it's insane. He's in fourteen minutes of the whole movie. Yeah, it's more of an Alec Baldwin. How great, yeah. how great was he pre-Batman, right? From Mr. Mom, which, you know, as a dad, I think is one of the greatest of all time. Absolutely. Like, just the whole, you know, let's get into it. You want to yeah. talk about the beard? The beard is in a transition <laughs> phase. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, I feel that into gung-ho. Gung-ho is great. I love yeah. gung-ho. You gung-ho can't, is so good. Because, Graham, you've got you've got some Ohio roots, some, like, you know, Midwest roots. Like, you know, Midwest, that, like, that, that's, sure. that's, I see that on the line. I'm just like, that is Michigan, man, like, for yeah. sure. And don't forget <laughs> Night Shift. It's a great one. Night Shift, yep, absolutely. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so here, real quick, side note, at my restaurant, we had a table where it was like an open kitchen. We had six seats and then the dining room and the six seats, like you sit, you watch us uh, cook, we talk to you. And it wasn't always full, but Michael Keaton came and sat up there and came in three nights in a row and just ate and hung out and talked to us. By oh himself. my God. No one, else, no one else on the counter, just him doing his thing. Oh my and God. It was I love Michael awesome. Keaton. Yeah. Did, did he say I'm Batman? Please tell me he said no, it. No, we didn't, we didn't ask him to do that. But, well, no, he seems like no, he, he, he does it randomly. Maggie, you and I are not built to be around famous people. No. <laughs> I would be like, I'd be like, excuse no, me, Mr. Keaton. Like another night, another night, John Cleese comes in. Oh my God. And, like, to John Cleese, and it was just like, dude, like you have any idea how great a fish called Wanda is? Oh, yeah. Incredible. Like, oh, I would have gotten in my underwear like, and started when, singing in Russian. Like Monty Python, Monty Python's incredible, but that movie I don't know. There's just something about it. Kevin Klein, one of the greatest performances. Oh my god! Ever I, his greatest performance is he married Phoebe Cates. Okay, that's also that's true. Not, this is true. That's also true. It's very true. You just retire and, and still hang out. married and going strong. Yeah, I know. How still do you married. do that? I want them on a 60 minutes interview. Like what? Like what's their magic sauce? Yeah, I don't know. But they're, laughter. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah, I he was a lot, a lot older than her, but she was like raised and like super worldly, and they hit it off, and they apparently had an agreement that. She would be with the kids and he would film and then they'd flip. But she ended up owning a little boutique store in New York. And that's what she's kind of done forever. She decided she wanted to do that. He kept doing his acting and Broadway. And so, yeah, it works for him. That's I guess. awesome. I hope, that's they, awesome. I hope they have the mannequin from uh, Bright Lights, Big City. The one of her. You and, in, your, in, you and your mannequin collection. <laughs> mannequins. Yeah. God. Well, there's a mannequin of her. Michael J. Spock. I, 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 yeah. I know. I'm just saying you have a thing for mannequins. I do. It's, it's not It's not normal. There's a lot of mannequin movies in the 80s. There's not a lot. There's a couple. And you want the mannequins. Yeah. All right. This right. is when you, when you find bodies underneath the uh, the floorboards at Max's house. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I part, part of me. You referenced mannequins. Yeah. Part yeah. of me, part of me would rather find real bodies than mannequins. I actually find the mannequin thing to be weirder than in real <laughs> bodies, but that's just me. This uh, is true. That's that's hilarious. Uh, so that's mine. Tim Burton, I Want the Village. That would be fantastic. And that kicks that's us back. Pick? That's me pick. <laughs> Milati. Uh, that throws us to the final round. 
Are we ready for the final round? Is this everyone's favorite? Uh, I think, yeah, this is my favorite. Is this your favorite? Did you leave your favorite for last? I'm, I'm so torn right so now. So non-committal. Like 20 things in front of me. Well, uh, you're on. So uh, <laughs> close, your eyes, <laughs> close your eyes and throw a dart. <laughs> now, what happens if I pick this last one and one of you guys picked it as well? We'll improvise. Well, unless you switched your list because we, we sent all the uh, lists. That's what I'm saying. I want oh, to yeah. improvise. Uh, well, you know what? You know what? If you've got a change of heart, we'll pivot. There's no possible way you picked mine. I can tell you for sure. Like, if you pick mine, I'll drop and have a heart attack right now. There's a 3% yeah, chance this, you pick this, mine. This is the, the weird Al UHF pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to live in look, look out for Yeah, look out for Max. <laughs> I want his glasses. Uh, I want yeah. the Twinkie dog. Pivot. If you got to pivot, make the call. Well, uh, right. The rules only All apply right. to Max. I'll, I don't make them to anyone else. All right. <laughs> I'll pivot then. All right. So this movie, uh, again, something that's uh, that's kind of coming of age it's comedy it's um kind of touches all, all the right moves and and has uh you know great great quotes with it but i really like the idea of feeling like you don't really fit in and that you just you know wish that you could you could grow a little quicker be a little older oh more i know and, i know uh, what we got <laughs> there's there's only one way to do that yep and that's if you had the Zoltar. The Zoltar. Nice. That is so good. That is really so good. I think you put it in, you get your ticket, and uh yeah, the next thing you know, you're you're living in New York City and you're working with John Lovitz and uh <laughs> You know, playing paddle ball with uh, with the guy that gets angry because you got Bob's office. I've got a, I've got, I've got a question. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I what can't, don't you get? I can't hear. I can't hear Lovitz's name without immediately in my head hearing, "Oh yes, it's ladies' <laughs> night. Oh what a <laughs> night!" Oh yeah, Zoltar. That, Zoltar's good. So that's where I'm going. I'm going with Zoltar, the, the creepy game. You got to get that quarter in his mouth. So I got to know what was your what was fighting. In competition with Zoltar. I'm curious. You, it looks like you had one that was right up there with him. Okay. The one that I was going to go with yeah. was somebody that I get mistaken for a lot when I was younger. And Aside from Chunk from the Goonies. Um, <laughs> I used to get that all was, the time. He's a handsome guy now. <laughs> he is. That's right. Yeah. Um, from Stand By Me, I was going to go with Vern's comb. Nice. Ooh, I was going to go with the gun. I was so, thinking when he said Stand By Me. You should never own right? a dime so, store hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The comb is good. The yeah, comb the is, comb is really how good. The, how about the leeches? The leeches random. would be weird. That'd be really weird. <laughs> In a the jar. leeches would be weird. I thought so. about the rabbit from Fatal Attraction, like framing that. Also weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, that's why you got to have an episode on food, because think of the, the big scene where he's eating the corn. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Think of that one right there where you're talking about the uh, the, the whole food scene with the rabbit. Oh, yeah. And, and, then, yeah. and the caviar. Oh, the beluga oh, caviar yeah, when he, like, yeah, spits it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, Mo, I was thinking Zagnut the whole time you were talking Beetlejuice. That's right. That's right. Anybody when he traps the tree. Anybody want a yeah. Zagnut? <laughs> yeah, I got a Zagnut for you. <laughs> Big has so many good ones, so, too, though. Big is such a good movie. Like, you could do the piano, which was custom made for that movie. I, I yeah. thought that you might go with that, Max. Yeah, I thought about it. That was yeah. in the top three. Yeah. And also the the uh, tuxedo he's wearing the tuxedo the yep, you could do that as well absolutely even this even like this the spray foam stuff when they're like eating uh, pizza yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah or the mood ring that he gives oh the mood ring really oh good. that's a really good one uh, or the robo building when he doesn't get it. oh yeah that yeah, yeah. Be, I don't think the robo building yeah yeah there's a ton of it's stuff for me i think we missed out we should have gone big playing with a what's fun about playing with a building yeah 
the trampoline and the ha- also I guess that apartment went for sale last year for ten million dollars. You don't guess, you know. You tried to crowdfund for it. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of our fans sent it to us. That's right. That's right. You got like seventy four dollars ish. Yeah, we'll get, give or take yeah, a couple yeah. dollars. Okay, we'll, we'll get there. One. We'll day. get there. We'll get there for sure. Those are such good picks. That's really good. All right, Max, your last one. Your uh, your Mount Rushmore. Your uh, this is a big one. What do you got? This is my favorite one by far. It better be by mile. It's something so valuable that if I went out of town and you put a hairline crack in it, I'd be very, oh, I'd be very disappointed call. in you. Great call. <laughs> I don't care if you got into Princeton or if you're dating Rebecca DeMarnay. Risky business. Give me the Steuben Glassworks crystal egg. Do you want it cracked wow. or not cracked? You got to have the crack. Got to have the crack. Got to have the crack. So I don't. That's re- a good one. Thank you. So I don't rewatch movies because I have to frantically watch as many '80s movies as possible. I've watched this four times in the last six months. Oh, it's it's great. Risky and business is great. Yeah, there's, there's something that connects with me about it. That's like it's a drama, a teen dramedy that they do way too well. Do you right. know what I mean? Like it's way at, it's like art, but it's still fun. It's yeah. still silly. Tom Cruise dancing in his underwear. I don't know. There's just something. Like the, the music too, like Tangerine Dream and Phil Collins and I mean the Rebecca De Mornay I have the biggest crush on. I the mean, world. how can you not talk? How can you not talk about Seeger? Yeah. You guys talk about everybody else except Seeger? Come on, Seeger? Oh yeah, yeah. oh the song. Jeez, yeah, you're yeah. talking about music. Sorry, you live yeah. in Michigan and you're not going to talk about Seeger. Yeah. So I, and isn't Booger in that movie? He oh is. yeah, absolutely. He's Miles. Uh, and so is Balky. <laughs> Yeah, Serge from uh, from Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, when he's not when he's opening the door and all the girls are coming in and they keep coming in and he keeps smiling. That's my idea of heaven. That's like <laughs> like it just keeps coming in Max. and you're like, I don't know. Jesus, you're too much. So I tracked down the real one, by the way. Oh, you did. So it was bought in 2016 oh. in this place called Orefors in Costa Mesa, California. The egg was specifically designed for this movie. Uh-huh. Three were made. One given to the Pope when he came here, came to the U.S. <laughs> One it's incredible. It's incredible. One was used in the movie, and one was put in their shop. And it was a thousand dollars at at the time. And Steuben Glass went out of business in 2011. There's someone on Reddit who claims they have it, but I'm not sure if that's really <laughs> who wanted to meet you in an alley, and I, you just were like, "I'm good." I, 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 messaged, I, I messaged them. Yeah. yeah. Anybody want to buy a glass egg? <laughs> I got I got your glass eggs. Yeah. Don't you worry. Yeah. That's we, a great one, Max. And we that's could a re- great one. We could reenact catching in the in the backyard. Oh, for too. sure, yeah, we would be yeah. we throwing the thing around like a football for sure. Oh, oh man, that's great. Brilliant. All right. Well, that leads to me with the last one. And no this, pressure. Th- this, I feel really good about this one. So the item that I want is from the Muppets take Manhattan, 1984 directed by Frank Oz. Before I tell you what the item is, I have to tell you, I found out something kind of wild, at least wild in my mind, Frank Oz. So this is the first movie he ever directed. He was brutal to the puppeteers and to the staff and everyone else. He, he later even admits the pressure just got to him and he treated everyone terrible. And he went on to direct quite a few other movies him and John Landis are like, I don't even know if they're just good friends, but they cameo in each other's movies like crazy. When I was looking into this, I just happened to find these and it was just wild to me. You ready? Hit me. So, Graham, do you remember the Muppet movie? It was in the 70s. We don't talk about it very often, but the original Muppet movie. Yes. Max, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen it. The very end of the Muppet movie is every single one of Jim Henson's characters, like everything from Sesame Street to the whole nine yards. John Landis has a cameo in the Muppet movie. He is the puppeteer for Grover because Frank Oz is doing Miss Piggy. He just was on the set that day and they brought him in to do Grover. That's the first of a few of these. He plays <laughs> in Muppets Take Manhattan. John Landis as a quick cameo as uh, Leonard Weinsop. Lenny is his name. In John Landis movies, Frank Oz is in the Blues Brothers as the correction officer, the test proctor in Spies Like Us, 
Mr. Collins, the American embassy guy in Werewolf in London, I, like these, they just have these incredible crossovers left and right. I had no idea. It was like a six degrees of separation thing. Do you look for this or what? Yeah, I just, I literally was okay. looking up the, uh, you know me, I get into my Muppet world and I just start going too many layers. Your whole life's deep. a Muppet world. It is a Muppet world. All right. <laughs> so here's what I want from the Muppets Take Manhattan. There is a scene where Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy are going on a carriage ride in the park and Miss Piggy makes a comment to the effect of, wouldn't it be great if we had known each other our whole lives? And she starts daydreaming the babies and it cuts to the scene. Yeah. I want all of the Muppet babies because it was those Muppet <laughs> babies. They inspired the actual Muppet baby cartoon. That's a lot of stuff. That's not wow. a lot. There weren't, no, there weren't that many. Okay. They didn't do it. All of them. They only did like the major characters. I think it was just uh piggy Kermit, Rolf, Scooter, Gonzo and Fozzie. Okay. That's it. Yeah. But I want those. Ori- this I want, is why you have a hanger. Right. And <laughs> I want those original. Yeah, you're putting seven versions of a alien. I said that plant. was the big one. The 13 foot one. Whatever. If you want the big one, these are all smaller. Than yeah. That. Okay. Stay on your half of the hanger. Okay. <laughs> Graham and I are fine with our Muppet babies this on the other side. side. This is your side. A few months after the film came out, CBS launched an animated series called Muppet babies. It was, September-ish, uh, 1984. I love Muppet Babies. I want the original plush Muppets from Muppets Take Manhattan, Muppet Babies. That I remember how great that movie was. Oh, it was fantastic. Such a good one. So Frank Oz made like a concerted effort to make it more about developing character and less kind of like, you know, fluffy. And I know Max is looking no, at me like, no, I, no, I can't do the time with Jim Henson. I was say the amnesia stuff. It's yeah, like, all yeah, about yeah, it. It was, was great. Good, it yeah. was great. Him being an accountant, it was pretty funny. I mean, I'd be happy to regale you with some songs from the movie if you guys want. It's fine. Do you your Kermit voice. You my Kermit voice is really good. Do do I got to have something to say. Get to the chopper. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi-ho, get to the chopper, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. good. That it's is good. So you cooked up a plan and dropped the six of us in a meat grinder. My men are not ex- <laughs> my men are not expendable. <laughs> you push it back. It's pencils. not a tumor. <laughs> Dylan, you son of a gun. Looks like the CIA's got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> This is going off the rails. Off the rails. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. Well, guys, that's uh wow. So before we talk about anything else, is it time for our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight? Hear what they have to say? All right, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Dan, and you can find Dan on Instagram. His handle is at movieverse, M-O-V-I-E-V-E-R-S-E, gobs and gobs and gobs of 80s movie stuff. He hits the sweet spot so well. Yeah. There's uh, Dolph Lundgren, Bill Paxton, yeah, Arnold. He's there. He's, he's in the thick of it. Yeah. Cut cut from the same cloth. So um, I know it was funny because we were talking about this earlier uh, with Graham as well, just like all these different Instagram accounts and YouTube accounts and just content accounts out there. But Dan's at the top of the list. He's He's got some great stuff. So definitely check him out. And we asked Dan, what would you put in your airplane hangar, basement, man cave, shed, under the floorboards with the mannequin parts that Max has, whatever. What would you throw in there? And let's hear what Dan had to say. Hey guys, Dan from Movieverse. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. It's a real privilege to be involved with you guys on this. And such a great question to answer to. What one piece of 80s memorabilia would you own if money was no object? Now obviously when you're dealing with that decade, there's just so many movies and so many props and and things like that that jump into your mind and it is a big question to answer Um, but actually I did manage to narrow it down to three fairly quickly and those final three were the glaive weapon from Krull uh, an original uh, Johnny Five robot from Short Circuit or the Thunder Road craft from Explorers can you imagine what a man cave that would make 
Anyway, I decided the glaive wasn't really up to the level of the other two. So it's between number five and the Thunder Road. And I think I'm going to have to toss a coin on this one because I just cannot decide. So heads number five, tails Thunder Road. So here goes. It's heads. So that's number five. Yeah, actually, I'm just going to do that again. It's heads again. So yeah. It's going to be Johnny... F no, it's Thunder Road. Definitely Thunder Road. I just think that would be one of the most ultimate pieces of 80s memorabilia that you could own. So thanks again, and thanks for having me on. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. He killed it. Incredible. He nailed it. I mean, Max had Johnny Five in the first episode. Yep. I had the glaive in this one. And Graham, shame on you. Max, shame on you. And <laughs> to myself, shame on me. How we didn't do the Explorers, how we didn't pick up on that one is insane. That would have been perfect. I, I agree. I think that that movie is like the prototype for Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. That's, Absolutely. That's just pure, pure 80s. I mean, once they get to the, the, the other planet outer space, it starts getting a little silly. But that first half, um, yeah, just phenomenal. What a great pick. When they're building their ship, just like the montage <laughs> of the ship building yeah. and these kids yeah. doing it, it's like it's classic. It's fantastic. So, Dan, awesome picks. You have three people in your court on this one. Totally agree. So if you if you had to, would you go with that or would you take the uh, flight of the navigator? Flight of the navigator. I want Pee I want Pee Wee Herman in my ear telling me what's going on. I want Max from Space Camp. Ooh, not Max. Is that the robot's name? <laughs> no. Shoot. I can't remember the, can't remember the robot's Max, name. Max, 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 Max is the kid. <laughs> I want a little round boy robot who yeah. wants to send me to space. Uh, God, Flight of the Navigator. That's another great Flight of the Navigator is so good. <laughs> it's heavy, too. It's like you feel, you, feel, yeah. you, you feel bad for the family. You're right. like, they look haggard. It's been eight years. Well, yeah, you lost your kid. You lost your brother. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But it's a kid movie. his older brother. Oh, my God. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Compliance. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. So before we recap our picks, I don't want to I don't want to give too many almost picks because we may have a collector's episode three, but Max and Graham, were there any that you didn't throw in there that you wish you had that you want to toss in right now? Briefly, Max go. Okay. <laughs> Steve Martin's nose from Roxanne. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I put it on and give 20 nose so insults random. and I go get drunk at a bar and just like make insults. About the myself. pigs have refused <laughs> to sniff the truffles. <laughs> it must be nice to wake up and smell the coffee in Brazil. <laughs> He's got the whole world in his nose. Who mows your nose hair? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Old, old painless. Old painless. Yeah. From Predator. That's, that's a good one. Graham, how about you? Any that you, that you didn't grab? Yeah. Um, the weird science doll. Oh, that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. The first doll or the yeah. second? You forgot to plug in the, the doll. The first. The first one. All right. Yeah. Forgot to plug in the doll. Yes. Um, the megaphone from Police Academy. Oh, that's a really good one. <laughs> that's a really good one. <laughs> the the, the, the pop shoe polish. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the greatest. I parts. want the I, <laughs> I want the Gutenberg shirt. The man. Oh, the, the Gutenberg one in the oven. Oh, the, the other one. He oh, says yeah. one in the yeah, oven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My brother said that. My brother said go with the uh, the bun in the oven. <laughs> oh, so I'll tell you. I'll tell you what we have I coming up on deck. We need to do like a three part, fully dedicated all police academies because there are five of them in the 80s people are asking actually when really? are you doing police academy by people is it like citizens, one person citizens on patrol was great <laughs> citizens on patrol, on we're, patrol we were just talking about this uh david spades in that like i totally forgot yes. until i rewatched it and he does he does his own skating a lot of the parts and tony and hawk tony, tony hawk, hawk is in there yeah how does graham know yeah. this how do you have oh, an actual well, life and know this we have no lives two days ago <laughs> i was at the skate park two days ago i still skate oh that's and awesome 
Yes, I love that. And and uh, again, Tony Hawk came into dinner by himself, and we I went to his table. We sat for like an hour talking about skating. Because oh, my, my brother Brian awesome. runs a skate camp for kids called Square State Skate Very in Colorado. Cool. Oh, so that's awesome. Talking to Tony Hawk, and he says the most influential skate movie or scene of all time that launched skating in the 80s for kids was marty mcfly in fact the future oh for sure i agree with that oh, that makes like perfect turning sense the corner and like yeah. the sparks are coming off yeah, yeah. All of it. Oh, Ju- does the jump over the bushes yeah, yeah. that's so cool for me uh the great muppet caper the baseball diamond that was the one that i was like between either the muppet babies or the baseball diamond yeah so that's that a good that's a good one i thought it was a good one or i want the fancy gold chalice that the the wrong pick in last crusade oh, so yeah. i can reenact it there you go. face can explode <laughs> you have chosen poorly poorly <laughs> <laughs> that should be your crest you have chosen poorly it's <laughs> my business that, card that's, a, that, that's awesome that needs to be the next 80s shirt Oh yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's a great <laughs> idea for an 80s shirt you have chosen poorly. Poorly. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, all right, you let's. Make, you make your wife choose it. I, right. You make your wife wear it with the, uh, with the arrow. With the arrow pointing yeah, to you. That's good. Um, let's quickly recap our four choices. And Graham, I'll kick it to you. We'll go the same order. Uh, what were your four? Remind everyone who's just been lost in the fantasy of this podcast and may have forgot what were your four choices for the memorabilia man cave today. So for my memorabilia man cave, I started off with the saxophone that is played by Tim Capello and Lost Boys. We also went with uh, Nigel Tufnell's amp that goes to 11 from Spinal Tap. We had the Orin uh, snake necklace from Neverending Story and finished it off with Zoltar, the game from Tom Hanks is big. If it was dark out or I had a few drinks, the red eyes and like the open mouth, I would be freaked out a little bit by Zoltar. You are you oh, are freaked out by many things. Yeah. See, Graham agrees though. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. No, it go. is pretty. It is creepy. Yeah. It's uh, supposed to be. Max, give me your four. The 1958 Plymouth Fury from Christine. Yes. That'll run Mo down yep. when he's upset. It will run me, me down. <laughs> that's, hot. that's a hot pick. <laughs> the Whopper Compute Supercomputer from War Games. David Lightman that's shout a really out. Good one. That's a really it's so good one. big. What am I going to do with that's it? a good one. I'm going to turn into a dining table. I don't believe you. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors, the Audrey 2, which that's going to take up a lot of space. And finally, the Glass Steuben Crystal Egg from Risky Business. Also solid picks. Max, you've, uh, yeah. you're staying on the island. Well, you did good today. Woo. Well done, Max. Well Very done. Good. I went with the Glaive from Crawl, the watch that uh, Winthorpe tried to hawk in Trading Places. That's your best one. The model of the I town. Say, I think that's the best of the whole show. <laughs> I, th- I think so, too. It's, <laughs> it's perfect. Wins. Yeah. The model of the town that the Maitlands have been working on in Beetlejuice and the actual original Muppet Babies from the Muppets Take Manhattan. Although that sounds like Max weird where I'm like, I want to steal the babies. Give me the babies. I want the babies. Yeah. Stop making me a serial babies. killer. <laughs> Famous Her last buzz words. Buzzing the mannequins or buzzing the babies. Buzzing the mannequins. <laughs> the spinoff show. <laughs> That's amazing. You're the one that has the, uh, what's it called? I don't know, but it's not a mannequin in my basement. No, the Silence of the Lamb voice. You're the I one do. That that. I yeah. do the Silence of the Lambs voice all the time. But it's not in the 80s, so Buffalo I don't have to Bill. worry about it here. Buffalo Bill. Or, or wait. Oh wait, was she a great big fat lady? <laughs> oh, was that that big great big fat lady? Oh, oh girl. Yeah, she, she was a big girl. <laughs> uh, can you can you help me with my couch? What, what are you? What are you a size six? <laughs> All right, that's a weird way to end. It's a terrible way to end. So we, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that in post for sure. Do you want a skin coat for the No, that's okay. Reveal? Enough, enough now. Enough. Uh, Graham. A heartfelt thank you from Max and I for joining us on Buzz in the Tower today. We hope you had 
a tenth of as much fun as we did. And if you did, you probably enjoyed yourself. I had an amazing time. I could do this all day. <laughs> well, Let's we're going to hold you. We're going to hold you to exactly. that. We'll, we'll, we'll exactly. do our next topic next week. <laughs> awesome. All right. So to all of our friends and listeners and all the wonderful people out there, just a couple reminders. Follow um, us on all social media at Buzz in the Tower, endorsed by Graham Elliott, says it's the best. I think the quote we're going to put on our website, unlicensed, is Graham Elliott says it's the best Instagram page and podcast in the universe. <laughs> is that accurate, Graham, roughly right about that? that? That's true. Good. That Excellent. Correct. Excellent. Just so thumbs up with a, his eyes have our logos yeah, on him. You got it. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, any type of listening tool that's out there, we're on it. Two so tin listen. cans. We're there. You got it. Bang. Bang <laughs> Way, you'll hear it. Uh, follow, subscribe, <laughs> leave us a review. As far as Graham is concerned, if you have not made it to any of his restaurants yet, go there and eat because the food is even better than his knowledge of 80s memorabilia and movies. He is a stud. And Graham, plug anything you like. Plug away, sir. What do you got going on that you want the people oh, to go yeah. check out? So, uh, going to be doing a new show with uh, PBS this fall. Keep an eye out for that. Working in Hawaii right now. So, new, more news will be coming out on that end. And I guess if you just go to Twitter or Instagram at Graham Elliott, G-R-A-H-A-M-E-L-L-I-O-T, you know, like so many people, I do all my own social media PR stuff. So anybody wants to DM me, reach out. I'm always here. And he is incredibly nice. He was willing to let closet serial killer and a loud mouth have him on his <laughs> show. So he's doing great. Max, quick shout out to you. Great job today. I know you're under a lot of pressure. I threatened to fire you before the show and uh, try to hire Graham, but you did great. I got to keep you on. I don't mess with facts, I, although I get nervous about everything. So it was, it was a coin flip. I love you, Max. <laughs> do you? I'm I do. Right I, I do. Shower, well, you like, told me you're going to get the Christine car to come kill me, so I'm a little concerned now. I'm going to be like Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction with the light on and off, listening to this episode, seeing if you and Graham have a connection. I'll be like, is it? Is it? Is it going to be me? <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. I, I think you came out strong with with the Whopper computer. The Whopper computer was really. Be. Good. Woo, that was really good. That was, that was really good. Oh, that's awesome. Well, well thank, you win, by the way. Mo. No, no, thank yeah. you. I appreciate yeah. it. Awesome job all the way around. Thank you, as always, for listening, and we will see you all next week. Take care, guys. Later. Cheers. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.